millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bob by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today, we are talking about... Another critically acclaimed movie that is that has been making its way around, Licorice Pizza. Yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson's uh, Oscar probably going to be nominated movie uh, for this year. Um, definitely making its rounds, especially in the film community. <laughs> I, I do face not have movie? the IMDb page. <laughs> I do not have the IMDb page open, and I am trying. <laughs> to do this very discreetly right now but if you're watching on the youtube you could have seen emily's hilarious face (laughs) oh my Uh, god i'm just like oh no i put on um, my most 70s outfit for this which is just some stripes i hope to get more 70s fabric because there's all sorts of manners of beautiful 70s looks in this movie Yes, I thought that the costumes were very cute in this movie, especially with what um, Alana wears, like mm-hmm. yeah, her her little short skirts and crop tops and stuff are very cute, and even her little heels. I like her little like chunky little heels. They're they're very cute. I love the dresses that she wears that have long sleeves but short skirts. Um, yes, really, really cute, and really works with her her figure as well so it was just a really nice um collection i'm sure i I have to look at who did the costume design now that we're talking about it because it's just great yeah we just need to need to gush about that for a second (laughs) yeah i mean all the kids they're wearing their like kind of flare pants as well um let's see Costume by Mark Bridges, who had previously done Phantom Thread, um, News of the World, Joker, Marriage Story, and other PTA movies. Tons. Very prolific uh, costume designer. Yeah, very, very good uh, other movies that are on his list. Wow. Um, You know goes along with the whole with the whole vibe of this movie uh which which was a real vibe <laughs> was definitely a real vibe um it was i i kept hearing it as described as a, a love letter to the 70s um to 70s california mm-hmm. especially the valley um in particular the valley <laughs> yes yeah and yeah. so yes um and, you know, you, you feel it. You really do. I mean, there's a lot of uh, not just the, the production design, the music, the acting, the, the slang. Um, it all just is very, yeah, very big love letter to this time and place, I think. 
Yeah, and it was very successful as well. Like with her, it it really pulled you in. It really made you like. I felt like I was right there in the seventies watching this movie, um, mm. and uh, just watching these these kids get up to some shenanigans. Um, <laughs> I was I was I was I didn't really know what it was going to be about. Right. Um, I just kind of heard things here and there, um, but I didn't really know what was going to be happening and. Um, uh, just a lot of funny stuff kind of happens. Um, but uh, where do we want to start? I just saw this movie. Um, you did. I came back about an hour ago from the movies, and it's uh, it's about 15 degrees outside right now. So I, I walked over there and back, but I'm okay. Do you you made the trek. You braced. <laughs> you braced, braced yourself, I was... and you made the trek to this. <laughs> I was very excited to see this movie. Um, I definitely saw a lot of criticism of this movie before I even saw it. So I went into it with a lot in mind. I went into this kind of prepared to criticize it a lot. And to be honest, it really wasn't bad at all. It was it was very good in, in a lot of ways. So I didn't want to like say that the criticisms were valid, but as as a whole it's it's a very good movie and i i did enjoy watching this movie um even by myself um you know we're from los angeles so i feel like we also are a little bit biased um you know our parents grew up in this time similar to these characters so i'm sure that maybe people who are older than us would would feel a little bit more about it in terms of like the nostalgia Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have to agree. I was I was hearing a lot of negative things, not really about like, you know, the movie necessarily being bad, but like some specific scenes or some themes that the movie had being like um, inappropriate, like, you know, the the age gap between the two characters, the romance happening between the two characters. And um, and I will agree that the one um, the scenes with um, uh, what's that actor's name? He's in like pitch perfect uh mm-hmm. and like uh fired up fired up yeah that guy the scenes with him i did not like those scenes mm-hmm. i don't even like sure if if they were to set the time period but even then they really didn't do anything to the plot and i just thought they were very hard to watch honestly i didn't think they were funny mm-hmm. um i did not enjoy those scenes at all um and in terms of the relationship between these two people, um, it's just, it was, it was hard for me to believe that Alana was, was like, you know, it's older than she was because she was very immature. Like she, she was. Yeah. She lied about her age. I think she was most likely early twenties. Um, and she, she did kind of hesitate saying, when she said her yeah, age. Yeah, yeah. So well, I think it was like, like she was trying to pretend that she was older than she actually was, too. You know? Yeah. Or or she was older. I don't know. Because I, I, guess, I guess apparently the, the singer, um, Alana Hyam, is, is 30 in real life, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was weird that she hesitated when she said her name. So I was like, so are you older than 25? Um she once so. said 28 when she was in the in the truck um and then she kind of said 25 again and then but she also lives at home with her parents and her two older older sisters um 
And so, like, how much older could they be if she's, if she's like, in her mid-20s and they're all living at home together? Like, ev- all of them? Like, I don't, I don't know. That's how that, old that, are they? That, you know? confused me. Yeah. How old are they? <laughs> Do they are they all unmarried? Like, this is the 70s. You'd expect at least maybe the oldest one to be married, right? Like, how old is she? <laughs> that's, that's what I'm thinking. So, she couldn't that's possibly have been that old. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. know. So I'm very confused about that. I think um, it, so was, in it terms, was kept vague on purpose. Let's just be honest. <laughs> which honestly, I appreciate because I'm not a fan of, of age gap relationships, especially when they're that big um, and you're dealing with a minor, um, obviously. But um, but like both of these characters were just like <laughs> they were. I, I liked them, but they were so annoying. Like just yeah, well, the two the two of them. They're young, just, right? They're, they're I know they're teens in their heads, right? Like at least at least yeah. Alana acts very immature in in the movie. She acts um, immature, and Gary likes to act older than he actually is, just because of like you know the money he's making doing all these little acting roles that he does. Yeah. Um, the, the the stupid little businesses that he would start were They're so, so funny. Ragtag. They're they were so, so funny. <laughs> they were so ridiculous. Yes. It was so funny. Yes. It was just um but yeah, but kind of going back to what you were saying, like because yeah, I, I went I saw this movie over the weekend, um, so not not too far away. Um I went into this movie with a pretty negative the negative idea of it. Um so I was a little worried about how I would come out thinking about the movie. And yes, there are things about it that I don't like. Um, but overall, I found it to be an enjoyable movie. The story was very charming. Um, the kids were all very funny and all the little shenanigans they got into were very cute. Um, um, it was really just those, those, those types of things. Like I, it was shot very beautifully. The screenplay was very good. Like overall, it was, the acting was amazing. Yeah. Especially for Cooper Hoffman's, like, I think this is his debut role. Um, he did fantastic. I thought his character was annoying, but, but, you know, he's a kid. So what do you expect? Like, he's probably supposed to be annoying, but he did really good. I was really excited to see Alana Hyam, um, yeah. uh, act. And I didn't know that her other sisters were in the, or her parents. I didn't yeah. know all of them were in the movie. That was a really fun surprise. Totally. Um, but yeah, I thought this movie was, was very charming. Minus those those couple of things that I said earlier, but um, yeah, but yeah, I mean to to kind of just like say, obviously, there are the that is there is that like very racist um, part where that one actor kind of he does a very very racist impression of his Japanese wife, and yes, it's so clearly obvious that he's supposed to be very very offensive in that moment. Um, I Obviously. don't know how you could not like watch that and think like, and even the woman who's there, his mother is like, clearly like, oh God, like this is ridiculous. It's just not, it's, it's just like, who is this very uh, inappropriate gentleman that is sitting in front of me? And it's not necessarily like needed to be explained. It, I guess it's just kind of the flavor of the whole movie, right? There isn't the plot is to get these two together, but in a sense, it's more about like the time, the period. Like it doesn't really have a plot. It's kind of just like a meandering 
this is what's happening to these characters and around these characters and the choices that they're making. And they're very specific and interesting people. And so there's so many different kinds of people that surround these people. This is the 1970s in Encino. So let's really think about maybe the type of people that they would encounter in this environment, right? We've got a racist guy who owns a Japanese restaurant, has various different Japanese women. We've got, you know, a bunch of little ragtag kids just like, you know, very similar to um, Linklater's Dazed and Confused. They're just kind of running around all over the place. It's the 70s. We've got, like, um, Barbara Streisand's boyfriend who's a total weirdo who gets very, very aggressive for no reason and is, like, really on to the ladies. We've got, like, um, Sean Penn's character who's this... TV actor much older than Alana who takes interest in her because he's a sleazy, you know, Hollywood dude who can do whatever the yeah. fuck he wants and and I mean everyone in this movie was like was they're like sleazy ridiculous. and horny. Yeah, like everyone was hitting people. on everyone. So <laughs> like <laughs> that is like the buffoons of this of this era, this time, this the, the yeah. everything that is fucked up is shown to you yet we've got these two very you know young people who are like in it don't know anything else of their life don't know don't know anything other than living in this in encino in the 1970s so to them these people exist around them these hollywood people that are just so into themselves that don't actually care about anybody else that are just so wildly ridiculous characters um yeah and, and Alana even mentions, like, she's she's trying yeah. to get with someone so that she can leave. Like, she doesn't want to be where she's at. Like, right. she she tries to date um, the uh, the friend of Gary, Gary Valentine's, uh, the, yeah. I can't remember what his name was. Um, oh, I love that guy, too. Name? He's so funny. I love He's that so actor. funny. <laughs> We've seen his... him in various other movies, um, like, in... Yeah, he uh, looks so familiar. You remember him in Booksmart? And oh, he's such a funny Vaguely. actor. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find. Vaguely, him. he's yeah, like third this? listed too. It's um, God, I can't find him. Skylar Gazondo, who played Lance. I love that Lance. Guy. He's so funny. He's so great. I've seen him in a bunch of he was stuff. So good. He's he's just hilarious. He's yeah. He, he was he was so tan. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he always so plays the kind of person who's just a little bit too intense, but he's just like, Dude, yeah, <laughs> you know, just a little intense, a little bit intense, yeah. you know. So it works. And it, and it was it was funny seeing these things that that Gary was like auditioning for, like when he went and did like that vest commercial, and then when he was in like that that <sighs> pajama yeah. thing, like yeah. when he was, it was, was it like a pl- like a production? Like a theater production of something? I think it was like a movie. Um, or, yeah, or a theater a production. And he was with all those children. And we watched them sing this horrible song. And all the kids and They like, weren't even good. It really was hilarious because it's just so much ridiculousness. But it's just so comfortable in its ridiculousness. And it's just, it just feels so real. Like all these things that were fake. Like that show and all the things that he was in and yeah it all felt very genuine like and 
And and even though the movie was was pretty long, I I felt like it went by it went by pretty like it, this was over two hours. Yeah. And I I did check my phone I did check my my phone once to see what time it was. But um, but overall I thought it I thought it went by pretty quickly and it was pretty enjoyable to watch. Um, not sure if I'd watch it again personally, but um, I was glad that I went to see it. Um, and I lo- and I I love the poster. I love this art like yeah. that I have here on um. If you're watching this on YouTube, I have like one of the posters behind me and uh, I just, I love how she looks. I love how they drew her. It really um, is awesome art. It's so cool. It's it's very 70s. I love it. I, I wish I could draw like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure you could. It, this looks not too far off of what you've drawn before. True. I mean, it gives me a point of reference for sure. Um, it's got yeah. this big picture of Alana holding in her hand uh, Gary. And, you know, even, you know, we, we watch them and as soon as they start this relationship, it has kind of a, a spark. Um, as soon as he meets her, he pulls the, uh, for, for school pictures, and he's in high school, he pulls the... Uh, kind of charm on her and she's instantly charmed it's it's like something that she can't even like resist it's she she knows that she's gonna meet him later even after their their little encounter and And we've learned from other characters in the movie that gary has this charm on plenty of other people apparently people just love gary I mean, he's very charming. Apparently, Cooper Hoffman <laughs> is a charming guy. Like he really, yeah, he's a charming teenager. He really just like he pulls the moves. You can see it, and he pulls the moves as he does later, like when they're on the plane, um, because he kind of enlists the adultness to himself. He kind of pretends like he's an adult. He pretends like he's talking very eloquently, and um, yeah very like direct and very confident yes very confidently even though he's got super pimply cheeks and he's 15 right so it's yeah. like it kind of it's an interesting dichotomy which leads me to this point that i was thinking even before i saw this movie um to me a major criticism of just a, the type of movie that this is it's very fantastical very very particular to a male in this time um in general the story is kind of a love story it does have a really a lot of development for alana but it's also just so so much from cooper's point of view from sorry gary's point of view um and probably paul thomas anderson's um mind flowing through the script right so Mm -hmm. it feels very very fantasy male fantasy from the point of a younger man, somebody who's about 15, everything that yeah. happens to him is like, it seems like it's almost heightened. Like all the women that he sees, all the, like even Alana, he, he sexualizes her sometimes and he sexualizes every woman who he sees because he's 15. So it's like, there's a lot of things that seem very... Like, do we need a movie like this? Because why is this important that we watch this very fan, like this fantasy from somebody, you know, 60, whatever, 50 years after this happened? It's kind of like, 
why don't we have more of these kind of movies from other perspective other than just straight white males, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of what exactly. I, it's just very fantastical. It's very fantasy like while also being very authentic to the seventies. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I agree. Yeah. Um I did like the whole uh part with Benny Safdie. I thought that was very good. No one's like even talking about that from what I've seen. Um yeah, I really, I really like that part where where Alana goes to um, volunteer with the mayor, right? Yes. With yeah, that whack. was like that was like yeah. my favorite part. <laughs> that was like my favorite part of the whole movie. I know, and he he invites her out for a drink, and you think maybe he's gonna hit on her or something, and it turns yeah. out that he has a boyfriend, and he's trying to deflect that because uh, he's a politician, right? And. The guy who plays his boyfriend was amazing. Like he really felt like he was he was trying to advocate for himself. Like we had one scene for this man. One scene. One with scene yeah. with this conversation and the fact that we got the entire context of this scene, the entire context of their relationship, the entire context of this man's life. Yeah. In one scene is just yeah masterful i mean i think about something like that like it makes me it makes me just so proud that somebody could even do something like so beautiful as that scene (laughs) yeah i just feel this this, and this movie uh, did that really well with other things too like we would kind of we would kind of be pulled into these side stories as we were kind of going through the chapters of because i don't know how long this this time span is it maybe seemed like it, like it could have been a couple of years it could have been a year it could have been a couple of months I, like yeah, i know right? i don't know it doesn't tell you it's just kind of happening and i like that it didn't tell you because like in the eyes of, of like a 15 year old or even younger you have no sense of time passing you have no sense of how long things take right and how long things crumble they just kind of you know you start a business it dies you start the next like it's whatever yeah um so I kind of liked that it was all just kind of jumbled. And as we were kind of just bouncing around to these different, these different side stories, like even, you know, making the, the water, the waterbed, comp- the waterbed business, the pinball yeah. machine business, like, like yeah. going to that weird, like teenage fair, which was like really and then weird. And he got arrested. And then because... he got arrested for, so- cause he looked like he was dressed and looked like some person who murdered someone. Yes. <laughs> And they just pick him up and take him to the take him to the police station, and Alana's just like running across town, like trying to make sure that he's okay, and 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 he was trying to sell waterbeds at a teenage fair, like I don't like it was, it was just so wacky. It and really the was. one the one the one scene that really confused me, and I was not following it very well, was the scene with with Sean Penn. Um, <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> Again, I, I, I was think lost. that was the way it was, I was supposed like, to be. Why were you be? jumping over fire with a motorcycle? It was. It was fine. A, like, you know, I. It was supposed to be because Alana was trying to make Gary jealous, and yes, that I was did a lot of that. That was like the thing, right? So, like the the simple like the the two in the love story was 
them kind of getting each other back. One coming along too strong, the other one pulling away. One, you know, that and then just back and forth, right? And so that's not necessarily a new concept, right? Like that's how a lot yeah. of a lot of um love stories happen, right? A lot of comedies, romantic comedies or, or even just like personal love stories um happen like that. I mean, Pride and Prejudice is one of them. They they, you know, one of them goes this way, one of them goes the other way and then they just keep doing right. that, right? And it yeah. seemed like that was the point of that one scene was to just kind of get Alana to um, be making Gary jealous. And then when obviously Sean Penn doesn't give a shit about her um, and she pops. He doesn't even know her name. He just, he just calls her, he just calls her Grace, Grace. Kelly. And... <laughs> which, which was so funny. Like he goes up to her and then she's like, you remind me of Grace. And she goes, Kelly, Kelly. <laughs> Yeah. So funny. It was so good. Great acting. She was so honestly. good. She was hilarious. She was so good. Uh, yeah. I, I, I really hope she plans to do more because she was fantastic. I know. it. The Just all the kids, but I do wish we did get more of the other kids. We, we didn't really get to know them. And to be honest, they felt very background-y. Like at the very end of the yeah. movie, they listed all their names and their and their titles. And I was like, I could not tell you what their names were. I truly have no concept for these children. They acted like kind of just dull. Like even his brother was kind of just like, just staring off into the distance all the time, even though he's supposed to be like 10 or or something. I don't know how old he's supposed to be. It just was like, it just was like really spacey and like, and like what? Kind of and like, and, and you can tell you? by how the kids were acting that they were, that they were like they were trying to give themselves something to like stand out. Like 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 one of the other um, younger boys was like also very flirty. Uh, yeah. It seemed like it just, but yeah, they just kind of like they just kind of came and went. Like I really didn't notice them a whole bunch when they were on when they were on screen. Um, just which. I think is a, is definitely not a good part about this movie. They should have been a little bit um, more interesting. They were just so boring, and and that's uh, like I I guess they they weren't important. But even her sisters had like slightly more things to do. But even then, the two of them were just the dullest character. Like they had nothing. They were just flat. Everything they said was boy it was mm-hmm. like they were in a position like this so like all of the characters around them that are like their friends are like not the interesting ones they're the interesting ones right yeah like yeah uh, which is an and, interesting and, may- choice. and maybe that was purposeful yeah i mean yeah yeah sure i, I yeah i guess <laughs> it's, just, it's just really it's just weird you know like they're so uh, they're so bland. The other characters, the the really the the non bland characters were just. I mean, Bradley Cooper, the, the just everybody around them that were the adults in their lives. Yeah, they they were the more like ridiculous people. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, and even more, and even more ridiculous than than even Gary and Alana. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, they were kind of immature in their own way, but like, 
Bradley Cooper's character was a psycho. John John Peters, like he was. He Is was, that how this guy really was? Because my goodness, I don't know. Hilarious. I have no clue. Ugh. Yeah, and even and even the two guys in the in the tail was it the tail of cock or something? Whatever the, the bar yeah, was called. The bar. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, they they were insane. Like it just, and and e- and even when Alana goes to goes to uh, get an agent, and and Gary's like, just say yes to everything. That and lady, she's just, oh my god, she was, I know, she was, crazy. she was insane. Like they were all just like absolutely crazy and and just like okay, <laughs> just don't like the things that woman was saying. I mean, and she just I. <laughs> Just like, which is funny because it just it just made the kids seem like more responsible in a way. Like they true. were the adults, and and the adults were like the children. That oh my god, you've cracked it! This is what Paul Thomas Anderson wanted. <laughs> adults are insane. <laughs> kids are less insane. <laughs> they haven't as as acclimated to the the trials of. Yeah, being an adult, and even though, and even though I enjoyed Gary and Alana's characters, um, I did kind of wish we got like a little bit more of them because you know, just like from Alana, she just seemed like, you know, we didn't really get any hobbies from her. Like, just the only, only, I, the only like I picture I had of her was she would date anyone to get to get out of where she's at, mm. and that's and that's her hobby. Like, I don't really know, like. We just really didn't learn a whole bunch about her, and I guess you don't have to, because I mean, if if this is if this is kind of said from Gary's point of view, Gary probably didn't know any of that because he's just a fifteen year old, and these two probably don't know anything about each other. Well, They're she just was interested purely going in... off of emotion. Yeah, I mean, she was interested in the politics and stuff. She was kind of trying to be more adult, and I think she was, but it almost felt like in a shallow way, like oh, yeah. like she she yeah. was like she was like this guy's gonna do great things. Like I I feel like she just she was implanting herself. To, to see more important mm-hmm. than because she she compares herself to a lot of people like she was um what was it there was uh oh well she, she was comparing herself to Gary like you know they were trying to like one up each other yeah like the whole movie and you know he's like I'm a businessman and she's like well I'm a politician right <laughs> like, no, yeah. no you're not no you're not no you're not you volunteer just, for yeah, it all, it all came from a very shallow place, which yeah. makes sense. Like for for these like these two kids not really knowing what they're what they want to do, where they're going, how they're getting there, it's just happening in a blur. Yeah, and... yeah. Um, I think at her lowest point, where she decided after she backed up the car down the hill, um, which was, was insane. Honestly, so epic. I honestly was, was just. So I, I, crazy! I love I loved every minute of that. It was so funny. Um, and she gets she gets out. And she's just, oh she can't gosh. believe that she's like come to this point in her life where she had to like do that. And she's kind of looking at the. That's when she kind of pulled away and joined the joined the campaign because she saw that campaign. Yeah. Um, poster yeah. She's like, wall. what am I doing with these fifteen year olds yeah. doing this stupid shit? Like totally. I mean, and, and she asks herself that a lot. She's she like, does, she, even to yeah. her sister, she was like, "Do you think it's weird that I hang out with Gary and his fifteen-year-old friends all the time?" Yeah, I think it's weird. <laughs> like, yeah. and, she, and it's just, oh man, so funny. It, it, 
you know, it's not a perfect movie. I, I definitely don't think that this movie doesn't have flaws. It, it does have, it's, it's weird and stuff, but it's, it's. It was a little weird. It's weird. It was weird, but kind of charming. Yeah, like, it's kind of, it, it just, I did really like it. Like, I just don't. I, I get the criticisms, I get the situation, but it's like, this is a movie. Like, I, I don't know, it's a fantasy. Like, it, it's not expected that this is how people are now. Or like, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a, it's a time capsule, but it's also just like a weird story, right? So. Yeah, like seeing things in a weird, like, kind of comical fantastical kind of way like yeah like backing up the car down like <laughs> down a hill down after, a hill after after smashing out john peter's car's window and he like made them get go back up the hill and then back down after they had almost trashed his house and like it, <laughs> it just they're, they about make the these whole conversation when he's like, "I'm already, I'm already late picking up Barbara, and you guys are late," and and oh my gosh, and the whole and the whole like fuel shortage like was fucking crazy too. Yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, I can't even imagine like the lines and just people yeah. just abandoning their cars like on the side of the road. They have they're just out of gas, and it's just like it's fucking, uh-huh. like apocalyptic in a way well yeah oh, I gosh mean, it, it does place it it does make it seem more um you know i mean it's just a, it's another way to like put in that time and space which pta likes to do he he does have a, a more whimsical nature about his movies and yeah i was looking at his other movies and i i i know i wanted to see inherent vice but i, I don't think i ever got around to it um, um, the ones I've seen are, well, I think that there's definitely two kind of sides to his, his films. He's got the more whimsical movies, and then he's got the more thrillery kind of historical kind of movies. And, um, they just put Phantom Thread on Netflix, and that movie is so good. I think we talked about it in one of so our good. Oscar podcasts. If not, we reviewed it on one of our episodes. That movie is, like, so Oh, fucking good. Um, definitely should watch it if you haven't seen it. Um, I can definitely see how the Hyam sisters and uh, family have got into Licorice Pizza because he's done, like, all of their music videos. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, I've <laughs> wow, seen Hyam a couple so times at some music festivals, unsurprisingly. Because um, mm-hmm. they're great. They're, they're good musicians. Um, I love the Jewish aspect to this movie i love the the fact that they had like um i think they were having passover or something and it was just like so (laughs) it was like involved in the story and they were involved in the story and um obviously they did also make jokes about um being jewish especially that lady that was like the um oh yeah i mean it was so clearly again very racist the agent yeah the agent so it's just another like aspect to people are uh people in this like the 70s were problematic like just just in general like people just didn't act the way that you should behave towards anything that we do today 
Um, Completely. It was just a much looser time. (laughs) Just like really not um, caring about having any kind of business license or pretty much anything like that. And they could just do whatever they wanted. It just was. A little bit Everything lawless. was, yeah. <laughs> Things just kind of happened. Yeah. I mean, I can understand that this would be a more nostalgic look on that. Be like, remember the time when we didn't have any restrictions on everything? And it's like, yes. When a, when a 15-year-old could start a waterbed business. <laughs> Yeah, like, he could just do anything he wanted to because he basically had to raise himself. And, you know, it it does have that aspect, but it's also kind of, like, sad, right? Because it's like, but at what expense? Because there's so many people who didn't have this kind of lifestyle. There's so many people who didn't live this kind of life. Um, Yeah. and And therein lies the, this is from one person's perspective, with a bunch of white people in Encino, California, right? Like, yeah, that's it. Like, that's the that's what it is. That's the movie. And to be honest, we don't need more of these movies. We we really don't. I mean, I did enjoy this movie, but and it was made. I it was made. So the only thing we can do now <laughs> is criticize. <laughs> <laughs> Again, um. We need to be, you know, doing more, uh, talking about more movies that could be nominated for Oscars and things like that, that are even, you know, even more interesting than this movie, even more, you know, because obviously this one is going to get some acclaim. Yeah. Just for being what it is, which is just a a good movie, but also a good movie from an acclaimed director, um... You know, and working with an Oscar-winning actor's son and award-winning musicians and everything like that, right? So yeah, you know, and even though these are these are their probably uh, feature debuts, um, like which which I was reading an article today, and it, they did say that they liked that uh, Paul Thomas Anderson did um, give the roles to people who are i mean yes cooper cooper uh hoffman is the son of someone who was prolific um but still had had never acted this this is his his debut role and um alana being known for her music her and her sister's music um but not really for acting another debut role like it's 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 good to give people their debut roles give more people out there a chance um Mm mm-hmm and uh, and kind of bringing up what you said about like we know we know Paul Thomas Anderson is, is a prolific director but you know giving more critical acclaim and recognition to to other directors out there who might not be as well known but deserve the recognition mm-hmm. definitely so yeah I I encourage uh, people to see this to be honest I I think you should know the criticism Go go in there knowing it and uh, make your, your own mind <laughs> about about all of it because it's it's a whole yeah. thing. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's see, do we think there'll be any interesting trivia? 
Oh, I, I'm guessing. I, I really was watching this Thank a lot and, and seeing Cooper Hoffman and just looking at kind of the face of his uh, his father and just really thinking like, oh, yeah, I do. I, I wonder if this movie wouldn't have been made like with him if his dad didn't die slash if it was mm. how proud would his father be? Because he's great and he really mm-hmm. does do an excellent job and he really is so um you just look into the young face of this man and you think like he's he's felt a lot of pain his dad died right and you like see this yeah and there's really no other way to kind of not look at him and think that right so yeah yeah it's it's kind of special i think yeah it's very special it's very special he did a really good job Um, great job cooper i was really interested about this very first trivia here because i saw his name in the credits and i was oh. like i think i know who that is <laughs> oh do you want to read it okay sure leonardo dicaprio's father george dicaprio portrays the man who sells gary a waterbed in the film george dicaprio was a well-known figure in in the southern california underground art scene during the era depicted in the film that's great. <laughs> Very cute. Like, I, I did not catch that. Yes. I knew that Leo was from L.A. and that his parents were um, L.A. art people. <laughs> I did. I did love that that whole waterbed scene, like with with the with the counter girl, like selling it to him, like just yeah, really just sexualizing this waterbed because they just. <laughs> They want to sell these. Wa- and he's like, have you sold many? And he's like, no, you'll be our first one. It's like, dude, no one wants a fucking waterbed. And but then like, they oh, made- it's great for your sleep and it's great for your back. <laughs> I'm just like, it's a fucking waterbed. Again, though, that's what also made me think of this as a very fantasy-like experience for this 15-year-old kid who walks in and they're like, this waterbed is like $500 or whatever. Which is a lot of money. And he lays there and the lady's like staring at him. And it's like she's being very sexual to him. And this is like from his perspective watching this woman act Mm -hmm. around him as a 15-year-old. Like him sexualizing her in his head. Like that's what I was just, you know. Thinking that she's the one seducing him in a way. Or coming on to him. Right. And that's like, that's what I'm saying about like it being like a 15 which is i mean because it's weird right like she like he's 15 and then these girls are like throwing themselves on him and kind of you know and it's like why yeah right and and it is a it's a it's a perspective it's like he's thinking this because he's he's a horny 15 year old right yeah <laughs> like, yeah that and and it's just like there's not a lot i mean it's just like there's not a lot of movies like that there's kind of like not a lot of like teenage like seeing it from his perspective kind of kind of things like that um yeah where they warp reality and to make it a little bit more surreal um mm-hmm. in a in a possibly offensive way right like everything is kind of offensive everybody is pretty much a little bit offensive in every way um, yeah and that's the point <laughs> the point is to be offensive and to show you that these people are offensive like in Boogie Nights, which is another 
Paul Thomas Anderson movie where everything is offensive. Everything is horrible. There's sexual, you know, display everywhere. It's like grotesque in, in its, in its offensiveness. And Mm -hmm. okay. So you know that this man makes very offensive movies. So why complain so much about the offensiveness of this movie? (laughs) It it is supposed to be offensive. (laughs) Oh, I just get a little bit, uh, I get a little heated. Clearly. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. And and again, I can understand all of that. It's just, I was very uncomfortable during those scenes. I was just, I had to look (laughs) away. Like I had to, I had to cover Uh, my eyes and I had to shake my head. Like I was like, supposed to make you uncomfortable. (sighs) Which, hey, that's a good reaction to have. So. (laughs) Yeah. You're not supposed to be comfortable with with the racism. It's not supposed to be funny. And the cringiness. It's not supposed to be funny. Yes. This man so is cringy. cringy right? So horrible. Yeah. You're supposed cringy. to be uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. And uncomfortable I was. Um, okay, let's see. Um, I like the second one. I think it's really cute. Um, Alana Kane's father is played by Alana Hyam's uh, real, real life father, uh, Moti Hyam. Uh, mm-hmm. According to director Paul Thomas Anderson, all of Moti Hyam's lines were improvised. The scene uh, which Alana comes home and Moti exclaims, what the fuck <laughs> is a first take? Oh my god. That's oh, really I cute. It. It, I, I, I also like this that one. was hilarious. Yeah, here's another one. Um, none of the younger cast members were aware that Bradley Cooper was involved in the film until he came charging at them in full costume as the cameras were rolling. Um, the final, what? the final take used in the film where John Peters introduces himself and asks who is in charge was the first time Cooper Hoffman and Alana Hyam saw him. <laughs> Can you no imagine? wonder they were like, <laughs> <laughs> like, <gasps> uh, apparently he was supposed to be, it says that he played real life Hollywood producer, John Peters was Barbara Streisand's boyfriend during the time period, and he produced A Star is Born, that movie that we watched with um, Barbara. And yes. you guys could go watch our, you go listen to our Star is Born, epic Star is Born, A Star is Born. Where we talk about podcast. not all of the A Star is Born, because I, I think we missed one. I think there's an older one. But yes, um, but yes we watched three the, the newest <laughs> one, the Barbara Streisand one, and the Judy Garland one. Um, um, and talked about great. all three. Uh, the the truck one. Whenever Alana is seen driving the truck, it is actually Alana Hyam driving the truck, not a double or a camera trick. That was honestly insane. <laughs> was insane again. The driving it backwards thing. I mean, she was doing so much. Like she was like, I love the shots of her in the little mirror where she was really focused. She was so focused. I just, I get it. It was so cute. Um, oh my gosh. Licorice Pizza. Um, so it says the main influences on this film were American Graffiti, um, which is a uh, co- oh. George Lucas movie, um, and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And then Fast Times was also set in the valley i don't know if you've seen that movie and it um actually features a scene set in the in an actual licorice pizza record store which is the name the name comes from a record store from the 70s called licorice pizza 
which which back, um, piggybacking off of that is the term licorice pizza is slang for a vinyl record. Oh my god! Which which totally makes sense. It looks like licorice pizza. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh! I would. I would have albums which were known as LPs. All. For long play, hence licorice pizza. Also, the vinyl record is black, which is the color of licorice. The shape is flat and round like a pizza. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for I going get, into yeah, that with yeah. extreme detail. <laughs> wow. I am, like, honestly I was shocked. wondering why it was like, called I'd... licorice pizza, so I'm glad. I'm glad I know now. I don't even think we saw a single record in this whole movie, though. But that's okay. No. Um, yeah, it's really just... There's just so many different little specific things in here that are just great. Um, yeah. But definitely loved the, all of the just, everything that was Southern California, right? It's just all this like very specific things. And, um, you know, my, uh, my dad grew up in the, in the, valley in the 70s so i'll ask him about this and maybe he'll watch it and be like oh that was nice <laughs> <laughs> that was yep that was that was what it was that's that was it that was I my mean, life growing up uh, yeah i mean they they kids were just freer okay let's be honest they just could you know roam Op- open roam. in open in waterbed businesses god i can't <laughs> I can't with that. I can't. And then it was so funny when he opened up the pinball, the, the arcade, when he was like, <laughs> that guy was like, was like roughhousing with the machine. And he was like, dude, like, can you stop? <laughs> like, he's like, he's like just banging on the, on the pinball machine. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. It was, it was funny. so funny. There was, there was like, a lot like, of dude. very funny parts of this movie. I was like, can you stop? <laughs> <laughs> of course he can't control it it's, it's unruly it's, it's you know dude, dude yeah if you're opening an arcade you have to be aware that kids are gonna break those machines in like two seconds like well he doesn't know He's oh a my kid. gosh i know of course he doesn't know he doesn't know <laughs> he's never gonna know uh, um and it was okay. and it was interesting that pinballs pinball machines became legal like I getting to I was also shocked hear about, about this. Hear about that in the movie. Yeah, I was like a pinball machine was illegal. <laughs> I thought I was I didn't hear the guy right wow. when he said that and I was like pinball like the game? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was so I, I was like what? The I was unsure. The, you um, know, the real it just was I really did like the chemistry that the two main characters have. Of course, it is really weird that they are a little bit different, like the age gap, especially since he's young. But they, the actors are just so good. They just, like, did such a good job. Like, they really had so much energy between them. They were just, like, very well done. Because that's, like, the main crux of the movie. It's, it's like... I don't know. I guess I guess it's just weird that I'm just like so okay with this as a concept for a movie and I probably shouldn't because it was so well done, right? And it's just like why do I feel 
like this because it was so good. Like this movie did a very good job of explaining this this relationship, and it's just like, yeah. Am I is am I the drama? Am I the drama? Maybe, maybe you are, Alessandra. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry to everybody out there. It takes very much offense. I don't mean to. I just I did like this movie. <laughs> it what, what can it I say? It had its charms. Yeah. It had its charms. I will agree. I will I will agree. Yeah. Um Let's take a look at these plot keywords. Let's see what do we got. We've got Jewish child actor mustache martini and gasoline shortage mustache that's that's mustache yeah that's on here where is there a mustache in this movie um i'm sure someone had a mustache but like a reference like did someone talk about someone's mustache or okay because i'm sure people had mustaches his younger brother who was supposed to be like nine had a mustache. What? Yeah, he did, did he? He did. What? Who probably oh. was like actually 15. Or whatever. Maybe. Because like yeah, maybe. obviously kids are tiny. Like 15 year olds are small as fuck. Cooper Hoffman was 17 when he made this movie. He looks more like a 17-year-old than a 15-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. There's a very, very interesting plot keywords. Very, I mean, yeah, there were martinis. (laughs) That's Uh a child actor. I just wish Pinball Machine was here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or just and the 70s? Encino, California? Yeah, yeah, or or 70s. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Waterbed? I mean, come on. Oh, um, another aspect right. that people didn't like was that she showed her tits to him. People were like, yes, that is very wrong because yeah. she's older than him. Yeah. And yes. It it really was weird. It was a weird situation because they were fighting about it. And he was like, you won't even show them to me, but you show them to the whole world. And in that sense, it was like, I think she was just frustrated because she didn't want to come across of like, that she actually liked him because she did. And so it was just like that whole frustration. And that's why she did that. Which makes yeah. sense. There was like a lot of things that were just weird because they did everything out of frustration in this movie. They did. And like, and even though. And even though they did have, they did have like a a very small amount of chemistry. It's just, I don't know. I still, their dynamic was still, the fact that they would just, just do things out of jealousy or anger just felt very i don't know not okay toxic <laughs> toxic to me like like yeah especially yeah. like i hated i hated how gary reacted after after the um after the agent interview like 
Like, yeah. when he was getting mad at her for saying yes to everything because he fucking told her to. And mm-hmm. and she's just like, what, what do you expect me to do? You told me to say yes to everything. And he and then the whole the whole breast situation, like, oh, you show your breast to everyone, not me. Like, I was like, I was like, fuck you, Carrie. Like, absolutely fuck you. Like, yeah, like it was very immature because he's 15. So it was just like, she's she shouldn't have, like, given in to how immature he was acting. But she was also acting very immature. Like. It yeah. just was like that's what it is. They're behaving like ridiculous. Like they're not thinking about their choices. They're not caring about the things that they're saying or doing in a sense because they're, yeah. they're growing up. Like it's just that was authentic to me because kids yeah. don't think that way. Like kids think emotionally. You know they don't really and impulsively yes impulsively exactly so that that was the way gary was behaving and that also was the way that alana was behaving which again leads me to believe that she was younger because she just felt like she was acting that way she just really wasn't (laughs) in her brain like acting the same way as other people her age you know yeah Um, yeah yeah and that's why yeah that's why i found it very hard to believe that that she was that she was as as the age as she said she was yeah because because I was like really you were like it, it wasn't too far away that I was twenty that I was twenty five and I was not making these dumbass decisions no <laughs> I definitely not like so that's the thing like people put themselves in that position and they're like there's no way that this person would make these choices why is she acting this way right and it could be yeah. because of her her sheltered you know, growing up in a kind of sheltered way as well. She did, she did seem sheltered, which would make her want to rebel and just do whatever the fuck she wants. Cause she's like, I have this very overbearing family, um, with these high expectations of me. Yeah. So, yeah. And we've, and we've seen, we've, we've seen, we've seen that kind of character portrayed on the screen many times. So it's, it's not uncommon. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting movie that got a 90 meta score, which is hey, very high. Segue. Um, very high. I was like, it's wow. very high. It got 52 positives and three mixed reviews. Um, wow. Zero negative. Zero negative reviews. The lowest thing is a wow. 60. Wow. And that's still, yeah, 360s. My God goodness okay, there's a see. lot of 100s i'm going to count them from this metascope 23 <laughs> oh my god this is, is there is there another the movie most. that's gotten that many 100s i'm sure i mean We've seen a 100. We remember Moonlight. That's true. <laughs> I mean, That's I true. can't go over to Moonlight right now and see how many 100s are on there because they're, they're please, all 100s, please, probably. I, please, I need to know. You need to know? Okay. I need to know. Let's check it out. Let's check it out. Yeah, I'm going to. Moonlight. I'm going to read, read while you're doing those. that. I'm going to read. Um... I'm going to read uh, Time Magazine gave it a 60. Uh, Licorice Pizza feels pleased with how casual and effortless it is, which is the exact opposite of being casual and effortless. Okay. Oh, my God. There's... Okay, so every... Pretty much... I think there's more in Moonlight. I I think I'd have to say... um, It has to be, yeah. 
let's see, 18, 24, 27, 30, 33, 36, wow. 30, 39. There's 39 100s on the Metascore website for um, the oh 99 Metascore Moonlight, by the way. Don't don't ever wow. forget how beautiful and wonderful that movie is. <laughs> I need to rewatch that movie. It was so good. Yeah, it really was. Um, but you know, oh, a wow. lot of again, a lot of film people really like Lakers Pizza, as we can see from from <clears> here. <throat> um, did you read? Did you read? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Oh, I read the I read the sixty from Time. I'll do it again. Um, Licorice Pizza feels pleased with how casual and effortless it is, which is the exact opposite of being casual and effortless. That is a good review. It's a good review. It's a good one. Um, okay, I'm going to read this 83 playlist. It says, um, if you're open to its unconventional, idiosyncratic flavors, Licorice Pizza is a wonderfully wistful and evocative ode to youth. Done by a masterfully poised filmmaker who doesn't really care if this ain't your bag. All are welcome and invited, of course, but PTA's mellow and balmy effort feels like it's enjoying itself too much to care if you haven't caught on to its wholehearted drift. Wow. That's a really good little blurb, too. This is why I'm not a writer. I can't can't say things like that. That's a very wonderful little blurb right there. Can't gotta say can't say can't say things that eloquently. <laughs> I just can't. That's that's exactly what I was trying to say. Is that it's masterfully yeah. done. It's it's effortless and gorgeous in its own way. There's just it's so difficult to make a movie like this. Like there's so many people who want to make a movie like this, and only because PTA has been doing it for like thirty years is can, he can do it. You know, it's, yeah, it's wild. Yeah. All right, yeah. we got to read one of these 100s. Oh my yeah, goodness. dude, I, I mean, there is a lot of them. <clears throat> um, let's see. There's mm. this word in the timeout. This San Fernando Valley palimpsest. palimpsest. Yeah, I've, I've, heard, I've heard this word before. I don't know what it it's means. Buoyant <laughs> and bubbly. I got to look up what this word is. Palimpsest? I think I think I've looked up what this word means before, and I and I don't I don't okay. remember what it meant. It's this is what it comes. Uh, it's like a memory that is continually being written over. The original writing has been a face to move on for a later writing, but of which traces remain. So it's rewriting mm-hmm. history, kind of like did you, over and over again. Did you read um, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue? Um, no, not yet. I'm reading The okay. Magnificent Light right now, or whatever it is. The, a Marvelous Light. Um, marvelous I think light. The, the, the author says pal, pal, palimpsest, palimpsest in that book a lot. I think that's where I first heard it. And I, it's a cool and I had word. to look up what I, it meant. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a good word. It's a good word. I didn't know it existed. Yeah. Um, okay, and you were gonna finish reading the. 
No, I just wanted. To, I mean, okay, yeah. So oh. this this San Fernando <laughs> Valley palimpsest is so buoyant, buoyant and bubbly, it practically floats off the screen. It's the giddiness that grabs you in the California's latest gem, and the dizzying sense of possibility and innocence. It left me with a contact high. Wow. Wow, they really liked it. I mean, I wow. I mean, I, I didn't don't leave think with it contact really buzzed high, with me that much. But no, sure. Uh, no, I I do remember leaving it, like having a having enjoyed my experience watching it. When when yeah. going in, I was like, I was like, oh gosh, how how offensive is this movie going to be? <laughs> right. right. Um. Yeah. Any other that are any other uh, blurbs that are jumping out at you? I'm trying to find one. Just like you know, praising the filmmaking and the stars you know cooper hoffman alana i kind of like this one uh chicago sun times uh, is also one also a 100 um with first rate production values and a glorious gloriously memory drenched 35 millimeter cinematography licorice pizza is a visual feast brimming with razor sharp dialogue hilarious comedic vignettes brilliant performances from cooper hoffman and alana hyam as well as the veteran star-studded supporting cast and some genuine heart. This is one of the very best movies of 2021. Wow. Yeah. Um, we have talked about a lot of. I figure out what my favorite movies. movie is of 2021. Um. Well. We'll talk about it on the on. The, on yeah. The I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we're we'll gonna save it for we're gonna get there. We're going to get, get there. there. We, get there. we only have a few more to watch uh, before we get pretty much probably the entirety of the Oscar-nominated movies um, out. I feel like we've watched probably most of them. We only have a, pr- a couple more to watch uh, that are yeah. definitely going to get nominated. there were a couple on, on Netflix that we needed that, uh, mm-hmm. right? Wasn't like yeah. our, our Daughter or Lost Daughter or something? We need to and watch then... that for the performances. Um, we need to see West Side Story, and we need to yes. see um, Power of the Dog as well. Yes. Um, so those are those are the the main highlighted ones currently. And then um, King Richard also, I think, yes. is something we need to watch. We we do have quite a few things. Luckily, there and are. I th- a lot and I of think things on the tragedy of Macbeth. I think we need to watch that too. That's right. That's that's also streaming. So definitely those things. So I'm gonna try to get them all, all watched before these Oscar noms come out. Everybody, we're we're gonna let's try and get as many. Yeah, let's try and let's try and get ahead of these. Try and get ahead of them. Well, the last Um, two years, I watched every Oscar nominated movie before it was nominated that for Best Picture. So I kind of want to keep it up. Kind of want to do it again. Oh. Even last year? Yeah, last year too. Yeah. But before the nominations got out, we we talked about every. We watched. We talked about watched every. Them all. I watched them all. Yeah. We watched them all. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, that was Licorice Pizza. Um, what do you think it's gonna get nominated for? Um, original screenplay, director, screenplay, director, best picture, costumes. Yeah, best picture. Um, uh, I think uh, Hoffman will be a be a lead. Uh, maybe um, Alana maybe for him, supporting. Maybe Alana. Uh, I would. I would not be surprised. I really would not. Um, 
Yeah, editing. Um, cinematography. Do you say that? Yeah, cinematography definitely. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. A lot, a lot of the major yeah. ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I would be surprised if it wasn't. I I really would. So. Yeah. Well, that it, we will see. We will see when the nominations come out. Um, eventually. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, that was Licorice Pizza. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We are also on Amazon Music and Spotify. And uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you. Uh, please like and subscribe to this video. And if you're not listen, if you're not watching or listening on YouTube, please go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to that. Um, just search all by the Popcorn Podcast and subscribe to our channel. Um, if you want to reach out and say hello, we have an email. Uh, just email all by the Popcorn Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, if you need notifications on future episodes that we release, we post it on our social media. Um, I am terribly lacking on Twitter, but um, I'll get I'll get caught up at some point. But we have Twitter at By the Popcorn, Instagram at All by the Popcorn Podcast, and Facebook. Just search All by the Popcorn Podcast and like our page. Uh, we also have a TikTok, so go and check that out. And uh, we got some merch. Please check that out as well. We would really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. I will talk to you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 